Hey everybody, I'm Zachary Mays. Welcome back to Off The Air with MMR. Today's question, MMR, you a fan? We'll be sharing our coolest and weirdest concert experiences and discussing and reviewing some of our favorite albums. Stay tuned to hear all about it. Okay, so y'all, this was my first concert experience ever. First one? My ever? first one ever. How it, long ago was it? I'd want to say I was 14, 13. Oh, wow. It was at Masonic right. Temple in Detroit, and it was Cage the Elephant. Mm. And some of their older music is um, pretty intense. It's got some some heavy beats to it. So I was a little scared walking in there, seeing the crowd, <laughs> as I was the only 13-year-old in there. It was all <laughs> 20-year-olds and up. And um, I'm just going to start telling about it. So I bought the ticket outside the door. Like, it was my first concert. I did not know what I was doing. Oh, and no. I found my friends. No. I was what? with one friend, and then two friends were already in the line. And so... so you're 14. You're with another 14-year-old in the middle of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just walking so, around. Okay, did you plan like, on going to this concert already when you went yeah, to Detroit? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I okay. did. Um, my friend Julia was saying that she wanted me to come and so i met her in the line okay and she was already in the front <laughs> and then the guards started breaking up the line to like send us in through different doors and we got first we got front Whoa. and so we were the first ones in the building so we ran and we got barrier and we were like holding onto the barrier and i remember being center stage and just being like oh my god this That's is crazy oh it wasn't my first concert it was my first general admission by the way and so oh, right. um we got to the barrier and I was losing it and then everybody else rushed in and it was kind of insane. There was a sea of people behind me and the fans. Honestly, I had never experienced this before and I still haven't. People were like tickling me to try and get me out of my spot. Like what? people were like going uh. saying things to try and get me out of my spot. And I'm like, I am not leaving. Like, so. I hope you know, like this is, I'm not going to go to the bathroom. This is my spot for the rest of the night. Your hands on the barrier committed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, people started swaying us. So we yeah. were like moving and stuff too before the concert even started. Well, anyway, so then the concert started. And their old albums started playing. So it was like, I just remember fear going <laughs> through every part of my body and being like, all right, this is where people start mosh pitting. Like, this is yeah. how I... This is how this I go is, out. This is how yeah. I go. Yeah, this, this is, is the A mosh pit at Cage the Elephant. This 14, it was a good ride. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so... Um, I, I bumped. I had a great time. It was one of the best concerts of my entire <laughs> life. I'm not going to lie. People were crowd surfing like crazy. And so there was this one guy that was crowd surfing with his feet, with his feet, like going toward the stage. And he kicked me in the head. But before doing so, Matt Schultz, the lead singer of Cage the Elephant, was like, oh, girl in the front, watch out. And I was like, me? And then I didn't watch out because I was so shocked. <laughs> like, I just got called out. Like, why would I? And then I got kicked in the head. And then he's Worth like, it. are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm okay. Like, you just acknowledged my presence. <laughs> I'm definitely okay. And then the last part of the concert that I remember was Trouble by KG Elephant, which was off their new album at the time. And it's such a mellow song. And it, I just remember allowing my body to sink into the crowd and just being like, all right, I'm going to accept this state and just be in, like, relax. 
relaxed in euphoria in heaven and it was great one of my favorite concert experiences ever and it was my first general admission has anybody had like a similar experience at I, all no because you were like no. 14 yeah and i didn't get the chance to go to a concert until after i graduated high school oh what wow, wow. yeah i went to my first concert Four days after my 18th birthday. Oh, I know it's kind of cute, but like I wish I'd gotten to go sooner. <laughs> it's okay. kind of weird. Who did you see though? Haley Kiyoko. Okay. So, yeah, but it was like it was a really small venue. It was St. Andrews, so there weren't that many people there. But it's still really weird to be like 18 and think you're super cool and you like know what's going on, and then you roll up to the concert. You have no idea what you're supposed to be yeah. doing, and why is he asking me to take my ID out? And I don't know what's happening. And I just felt so stupid. <laughs> but the concert was fun. Were you with like your friends? Yeah, I was with two of my best friends. We bought the tickets together. Um, they were super cute the entire time I was there because they'd both been to concerts before and I hadn't. So they kept like shoving themselves into good spots and then like moving me into them forcibly. <laughs> they were like, you stand here. We can't see, but you stand here. They're so good. Aww. Yeah, and the concert was perfect. Amazing. Perfect. We love good concerts. Yeah, it, I had a moment at the end where I was like, man, this concert would have been perfect if only she'd played this song. It was Gravel to Tempo. It's one of my favorite songs by her. Um, and at the end of the concert, people started yelling for an encore. And when she came out, they started like the Gravel to Tempo intro. And I was like, no way. And then, and then yes way. Yes, yes way. way. They did my favorite song. <laughs> and the night was complete. And everything was perfect. Oh that actually that a awesome. perfect concert right there. Like yeah. actually, like small venue, best friends. Yes. My favorite song. Now, did you buy the tickets for a certain cause? Like, was it your birthday and did you buy them? No, I was just really excited that she was in town. I love Haley Kiyoko. Where was the so venue at? St. Andrews. It it's in Detroit. It yeah. Uh, it's it's like a smaller venue. I saw Declan McKenna there once. Met him too. That was amazing. <laughs> I I love concerts and meeting. Artists. I feel like you've met the most artists out, out of, of everyone in this room. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> artists artist met count. Uh, yep. Declan McKenna, two members of Modern Baseball. Um, I met all of St. Motel. I met Mac DeMarco. Um, talked to him for a good 20 minutes on the streets of Detroit. This was recent, and it was life-changing. Um <laughs> Who else? I've met a lot more people, so this is just like brain farty. I always meet the openers for bands, so whoever I see opening, oh, wow. I'll always find them afterward because people are always like, certain people don't even acknowledge they exist after the concert's over. Yeah, and I've noticed that. I'm like, yeah. Why would you? A do lot that? of the openers are really good as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I've I've went to concerts and enjoyed openers more than the main yeah, people I've had that sometimes. Once. Yeah. Panic at the Disco, St. Motel opened up, and then St. Motel had a free concert in Detroit one time, and that was where I met them. They gave me free chips. They gave me a towel to wipe my face off with because it was hot. They were the, such kind beings. Anyway. Wow. I know I definitely have more people that I've met, but I just can't think of them right now. I'm going to be honest. Oh, I met Watsky. That was pretty oh, cool. Oh, really? Do you like Watsky? Yeah. I love Watsky. I met him at Warped Tour um, my sophomore year of high school. And that was really cool. He signed my ticket. That's awesome. Yeah. It was pretty cool. That's dope. Uh, I think our famous people counter over here is at zero. So yeah. <laughs> we definitely yeah, have a seat. Yeah. yeah. If I remember any, I'll, I'll make sure to <laughs> let you know. But I think that's around the total. Declan McKenna was a great one to meet. He was such a sweetheart. Like, the whole time complimented me. He wanted to 
get a hug. It's I'm so excited to meet Hobo Johnson. Those have to be honestly the my favorite moments is just hearing you met a famous person and them being genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A lot of musicians are always like oh they're so mean but i love the genuine stories of okay here's artists. a story i got something to drop in this isn't a personal experience of mine but my dad's a lighting guy um which has gotten oh. me into some cool things for example faster horses i've been underneath the stage at faster horses That's um no way. but like two years before i went with my dad he came home i don't know anything about country artists so he was telling me about this and i was like i don't know who you're talking about this is stupid <laughs> Um, he met Brad Paisley backstage, Whoa. said he was the nicest dude ever. And then like yeah. the next year they did Faster what? Horses, Brad Paisley like still remembered some of the people on his crew. I think this is what he said. He told me this story a while ago, so I could be wrong. Like, too long didn't read. He met Brad Paisley, Brad Paisley, and Brad Paisley was a, a, an excellent dude. I've noticed I that. that they're always excellent. Like, I, if you enjoy their music, they, you probably enjoy their message. You probably yeah. enjoy them as yeah. human beings. And then they're going to vibe with you on a spiritual if you, level, if you know. You have to approach them appropriately, too. Like, mm-hmm. you can't go up and, like, start, like, seriously yeah. fanning over them. Right. Like, just, like, they're just another person. And I feel like if you treat them like that, they're going to always treat you like that, too. Definitely. With Mac DeMarco, it was truly insane, like, how much he felt like home like yeah that's the only way i can describe it is he hugged me to take a picture and i felt such warmth and (laughs) kind soul very kind soul mac demarco is all right so do you have any concert experiences um not anything compared at all to them Uh, i've really only been to uh one concert it was a logic concert in chicago that was a good time it was all like it was an open venue on like an island, so that was pretty cool. On an hold on, like an island, island. Uh, <laughs> like like the landmass an island. Yes. Hey, let's That's go into that. Cool. So that sounds dope. What it's do like, you mean? So there's like there's like Michigan, and then you have Illinois. It's kind it's kind of like down here, and then you have Lake Michigan, and on Lake Michigan there's a little, very 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 tiny landmass that there's a bridge that actually goes out to it, or it might actually be a peninsula. One of the two. Either way, it's the small, you know, landmass out there, and it's purely just used as, like, a venue. So, like, that whole peninsula or island is strictly just the venue. There's no seating at all. It's all outdoors. Then you have the stage, and then it's just all open, like, concrete. And so when we got there, there was a huge line, and we got there, like, two hours early. And we were like, oh, well, we thought we were going to get good seats. (laughs) I guess we're just not. Um, (laughs) Not in the car. We got in there, and we found our spot i guess in the crowd and well, like look behind me and i was like oh like there's nobody here <laughs> and then after like an hour we were kind of just like going through the openers uh who's supposed to open i was i went to the same tour so i know who you're talking about but i was it joey compl- badass i think it was i yeah, think it was joey badass was supposed to open and for some reason he like just straight he up canceled didn't. yeah cancel on on his tour oh. um and so we were like oh and he had his dj rhetoric open and Mm -hmm. just like start DJing and that was so cool um and then he had a couple other people come out um from Rat Pack right yeah or was that what I think I think it was I believe that's what they're called I'm not maybe did he play Mario Kart on stage for you too okay I feel like he did that at every yeah Yeah. wait (laughs) so an artist played Mario Kart for you at a concert yeah yeah logic because we both went to the same tour I think I saw that online Mm mm-hmm 
He yeah. would get like him and three of his friends, and then they'd all have switches. And on the big like jumbotrons <laughs> that they have there, you'd like watch them. And Logic was pretty much undefeated for the whole tour, I believe. He did really well, yeah. and it was enjoyable. I'm not gonna lie, I I didn't mind watching yeah. someone play <laughs> Mario Kart. It was stage. it was really cool too. Like at one point, you probably got this too, but he he's like everyone just like put away your phones. Like we all just mm-hmm. need to sort of like be together enjoy this moment without sort of recording or anything when i was at the florence concert she did the exact same thing and it was awesome because she actually she had us all put our phones away and then like hug somebody oh wow and like say encouraging words to each other and then immediately after she was like take them out turn those lighters on and she i forget what song she played i think it was hunger no, but God, that would have been good. My friend, I, I think my friend said that was the first song she heard at the tour she went, and she lost it because that's wow, her favorite song. Yeah, I okay. I showed up to that concert fully anticipating to cry, and I like had a list of songs that I thought were gonna take me out, and then it ended up being Patricia, and I've never recovered. Yes. <laughs> now I cry every time I hear that song. I love that. No. Uh, okay, moving on. I actually only been to one technical concert. Um, which was actually Joptober. Um, this happened uh-huh. a few days ago, October 30th. Um, it was actually an event ran by MMR, which we are part of. Um, now, if our viewers did miss out on uh, Joptober, you don't got to be sad about it. MMR is dropping their first album, or not their first album, but one of their albums, Asunder, on November 14th. Um, now, moving on from that, what is your guys' favorite album, and like, what makes that album so special to you? Uh, Personally speaking, Post Malone's uh, Hollywood's Bleeding album, that has to be one of my favorite albums. Really? Yes. yes. I really enjoy it. Is that the it. new one? Yes. It's it, it, from what I he heard, just I really just dropped liked it, it in September. Yeah. Yeah, my roommate and I bond over that album. Really? And it, I I really, and I, there's something about Post Malone that is just so nice and enjoyable. And That's true. He has such a calming voice with the mm-hmm. calming beat. It's just really good and he somehow like puts that into hip hop and yeah i love it i i may have um impulse bought the cd and vinyl but oh, um, <laughs> that's always dangerous yeah they're fun though oh, i love yeah. i love having records to look yeah, at and then not play are, here because uh-huh. i didn't bring up my record player i know <laughs> so what's your guys's favorite albums okay so I have kind of briefly touched on this. I'm very excited to go see Hobo Johnson in less than two weeks. Um, it is going to be a life-changing experience. I'm going to meet him and all of the lovemakers. And I will also meet Mom Jeans, who is opening up, who is an edgy band similar to Modern Baseball that I so thoroughly enjoy. Um, but Hobo Johnson just released an album this year, and it was called The Fall of Hobo Johnson. And it is very weird. I'm not going to lie. I don't like techno music very often. Mm. I don't like... EDM and I don't like country usually but he just does some really different things with his music he's not afraid to experiment and he is so genuinely himself that's what I love about him as an artist um his lyrics it's like spoken poetry it is beautiful if you ever have the chance to check him out it is totally amazing um but yes so he released an album and I've been bopping to that all fall I believe it was released yeah. in like August, so I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you guys? Um, well, the album that I like prepared to talk about today was "High as Hope" by Florence and the Machine, which I've, I've already talked about Florence and the Machine today. I'm a I'm a huge fan, so that album 
when it dropped, I, I lost my mind. I listened to the whole thing in one go, like on the floor in my living room, and then cried for four hours. Question, when did this that. album drop? Um, It dropped May of 2018, I believe. Right. So... It was about a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah. a little over, I think. Um, it just, it was such a different vibe for her, like yeah. both mm. musically and the lyrics. I don't, because she's always had like a really dark orchestral sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time she like kept the orchestral elements, but like the whole vibe was a lot lighter. And a lot of her lyrics were a lot lighter too. You know, like she still talked about some really heavy topics and like some yeah. some really hard things that happened to her but like there was a lot more hope in her lyrics and it was it was so impactful for me mm-hmm. that's so cool to have an experience where you cry from an album like yeah, yeah. i love those I, the I one that those. the one that got me is um i'd been listening to the album and then i got to i think it was like the sixth track it's called Grace, and at that point I was like, I should pull up the lyrics, and that was a mistake for that song for me, um, because you know genius lyrics, they have the, like the lyric analysis on yeah, the yeah. side, mm-hmm. the lyrics to that song Grace, it sounds like she's talking about Grace in like a metaphorical sense, but in the in the description Ooh. I said Grace is her sister's name, so oh. she was saying like, this is the only thing I've ever had any faith in, and she was talking about her sister, and she was talking mm-hmm. about how like her wow. family was going through hard times. And she was the oldest sister, and she felt really terrible for, like, not being able to take care of everyone. But her younger sister, Grace, like, carried the family. And I lost my mind because I've yeah. got sisters. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That I, like, wish I could have done more for. It was, oh, my God, it was too much for me. No. Oh, yeah. And then after that, I was just sobbing through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yes. That is where it's uh, An album like that for me was uh, Panic's last al- album, uh, Pray, or, yeah, Pray for the Wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the song Dying in L.A. I mm-hmm. love that song. Well, like, you get through that whole album, and it's, like, all building up, and then it just releases into that song. And I think that was maybe one of the first songs I actually, like, felt. Yeah. Brendan Urie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, those albums are all, honestly my favorites, just where the artist gets to... It feels like they're talking to you with their lyrics right. yeah, mm-hmm. and just telling the story through their lyrics with, about themselves. And it, it just makes it feel heartfelt from the mm-hmm. um, artist. For sure. I wanted to ask really quick, you definitely just seem like the person that would know who this is, but Dodie Clark? Um, I've heard a couple of her songs. I okay. get the sense that I'd really like her. My friends are really big fans. Yes. I really like her song, um, Six Out of Ten. I wore, I have a shirt that says Six Out of Ten and it has a taxi cab and oh it's her God. shirt because I love Dodie so much. But she's one of those artists like Florence and the Machine for me where I can sit there and listen to a whole song. I will feel full body chills. I will start crying. I am moved to go like dance in my own room like a fool because it's just so, I feel a connection with her from London. I'm like. Like, we're vibing together. What genre are they? Um, I've never heard of. Dodie, she, ha- she, okay, ukulele girl. She is ukulele uh, girl. Uh-huh. Was she on America's Got Talent? No, no that's Grace Fandom, okay. I think is her name. When you said a ukulele, I immediately thought of that girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, she's like in her late 20s, no, not late 20s, early 20s, I don't want to say right now. Um, But if you follow her, she started on YouTube yeah, really, just gonna really say. long yeah. time ago. And she has a lot of like... LGBT and awareness and um, mental health awareness, which is really cool. She talks about that stuff yeah. all the time. And she, her lyrics are just all too relatable in the best ways. Like, yeah, 
and she's just such a kind I person. I think that's, that's interesting. Like, very recently, we've seen a lot of UK artists become really prevalent. Yeah. And yeah. I think the internet definitely is yeah. what is... Because imagine how quickly we can receive all of that now compared to before. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, do you have yeah, a Robbie. personal album experience? Uh, I have two. Um, all right. Uh, I'm gonna start. Do you guys? Do you, you guys know about Khalid, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. yes. Oh yeah, that album. Yeah. I started American following team. Khalid when he only had two singles yeah. out. Yeah, same. I love him. Yeah, I found him really early on, and then uh, he dropped his first album, and that album for me was so good. And what, what album was that? Was that um, American, American Team? American Team. Okay. Yeah, I, I bought the vinyl for that too. That was a that was a good, oh. such a good album. Um, and then the other one is a Logic album, the, is it like the greatest story of all time? The Incredible the, True the Story. The Incredible True Story. That's what it is. Yeah, no, I, right. I wasn't too aware with that album. You were telling me about it earlier. and Yeah, so are you guys familiar with it? The Incredible um, True Story? I think I've heard a I couple songs not. off of it, but I'm not that familiar it's, with it. It was Logic's uh, second album, and it was a concept album about sort of, basically the concept was we've polluted Earth so much that we actually have to, you know, we've had to build these spaceships and go out into space to search for other life forms and like a habitat for us to live in. And it's just like, it's so cool. And basically it follows two pilots and they're listening to old earth music, which just happens to be logic. So that's so, wow. I might have to give that a closer listen. Yeah. It's really cool when they role play with it because that's yeah. what I like. Have you heard Exquisite Corpse by Watsky by chance? No. It's one of his few s- songs where he is like role playing almost and it's about like the apocalypse happened and it's called an Exquisite Corpse because there's zombies and stuff. Yeah. But it is so fun. He got like so many people to um, be on that track with him. He got like David Diggs from Hamilton. Oh my and, God. Yeah. I knew that would excite someone. <laughs> and just a bunch of other amazing artists. I love role-playing um, songs and albums because it's so fun to go into a different world yeah, and do that exactly. through music. I, yeah, did the, the Logic album, did that have, like, interludes? Yeah. Where, okay, so I think I may like, have heard the interludes. Yeah, and so it would be, like, a couple tracks, and then you'd have, like, a 30 to a minute long, like, skit is basically what it was. And he had actually, he had two, like, I think one like really big voice actor that he actually was like a huge fan of and he reached out and was like hey i'm making this concept album would you want to like voice act on and he was like oh absolutely and he was like what wait what like you actually like you actually want to <laughs> oh my um, god and then i think the other guy i'm not sure if he was like a big voice actor if he's just a part of like logic's crew um but it would be like so they'd like they'd script out the skits and so there would be like a few there would be a few interludes um, but it would go back and forth between skits to sort of like tell the story of like what's happening on the spaceship and you know what they're listening to and how it relates to and you follow um, the main pilot and he talks about how like they haven't really had real music in like years like decades mm-hmm. and that's all he's really wanted to do with his life but he hasn't been able to and so that's a, another big part of it. Yeah, that's such a cool album to like hold close to you. I definitely yeah. want to listen to it more. Um, but I love all the album recommendations. Yes, I definitely have some albums that I need to look into, artists to look into, and definitely concerts to go to. Yes. Um, I once got Skittles thrown at me by Lil Xan. (laughs) 
if we're throwing out random facts, I met Mr. <laughs> Smash from Smash Mouth. <laughs> so, yep. Wow. That's... Well, anyway, thank you for tuning in to Off the Air with MMR. We post new episodes twice monthly wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to send any questions, comments, or discussion topics that you may have to us over our social media accounts. And be on the lookout for Asunder dropping November 14th.